Hello, and welcome to the Power Press Podcast. My name is Mackenzie, and I'm your host. We share information to empower your podcast. This week, we have Colin Gray on the show. He's here to cover seasons and how to make that possible in Power Press. And of course, talk about some podcasting news with me as well. Colin, thanks for being on the show. No problem at all. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, we're happy to have you here. So you're going to talk a little bit about seasons in categories on PowerPress. And we did, uh, we talked about categories and channels on PowerPress uh, the last episode. So this is kind of going more in depth with a specific idea. So I think that's going to be a great little bit of a two-parter, if anything. Good stuff, yeah. I don't know if you heard recently, I read over the weekend that Gimlet Media has been raising money. Okay, again? Yes, again. <laughs> so uh, they have raised $6 million and they've been raising money and talking and taking on new investors. So Alex Bloomberg, who started Gimlet Media, raised $6 million and the company is now valued at $30 million. Okay. So, Do you know what that value is based on? That's interesting. So <laughs> is that just based on how much money they've taken in or turnover? I don't exactly know. I feel like it's maybe a combination of both. Yeah. He just got $6 million, And then they have another investor as well who just put down $5 million. So that's a nice combined over <laughs> a third of it. Um, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't turn that down, certainly. No. <laughs> but no, it's, it's really promising to hear that kind of money coming into podcasting, isn't it? It just means that people are starting to take it a bit more seriously, I suppose. It's promising for the rest of us that might not will might not want to raise that much but uh there's certainly companies out there people legitimizing it as a medium that means that more people can get sponsorship more people can get project funding for it so yeah it's all good for us i agree i think that there's a reason people are putting money into this is because it's a viable medium that's becoming more and more popular and uh, i think we're just going to see more and more of it i mean one of the i think what the person that put down Five million is one of the people that invested in one of the early investors for Twitter. So obviously that makes it a little easier when you have friends in places such as that, that they are involved in other things like this, (laughs) you know, able to put down that money. But then they also raised, I believe, $500,000 from a crowdfunding campaign. Yeah, they were looking to, well, they're not looking to bring in money from listeners, because I remember hearing that in one of their shows. Was It wasn't the startup show is the one of theirs that I listen to the mm-hmm. most. I've, I've tried out Reply All and the other ones, and they're good shows, but startup's the one that kind of stuck with me. So I didn't hear it on that, but were they advertising on one of the other ones? Uh, I believe that they were. I don't know how long the crowdfunding campaign went on, yeah. but obviously long enough. <laughs> long <laughs> yeah, enough. I'm surprised I didn't hear more about that, though. I know. I mean, if anything, that kind of goes to show that people were, that the people listening were able to give the money and loyal enough to give the money that they're, you know, invested in what they're listening to and want to give back to it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, like I said, it's great signs towards for us all. If Even though they've got a huge audience, they've always got a massive advantage there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it kind of trickles down to the rest of us, I think, if more and more people are willing to pay money for this content. Make it obvious that it's not always free. Exactly. <laughs> it costs some monies to produce. Exactly. That's why people are always trying to check out every available option when they start a podcast of this is free, but why is it free? And, you know, what yes. could I possibly getting, be getting myself into? And I think we're seeing this more and more of how do we make money off of this? I briefly read something about 
BuzzFeed chose Acast for their podcast because it's incredibly easy to insert advertisements Mm -hmm. into their uh, into their platform. Yeah, and they can do really interesting stuff with their adverts in terms of swapping out old ad inventory. I think they can, so you can have little slots within your episodes that contain an advert. But actually, once the sponsorship changes, you can actually change all of your previous episodes, which is obviously a kind of, that's one of the troubles with podcasting and that you take on a sponsor for a few days, but Mm -hmm. uh, for a few episodes, sorry, but you change them and they're always in there. But then that's, that's part of the value, isn't it? If you buy a sponsorship slot on a podcast, you know, it's going to be there forever, which is, I think, probably one of the contributors to the fact that we get a better CPM, a better price for our slots than Mm -hmm. most other mediums. Yeah, it's definitely one of the things that people look out for and, you know, that makes them interested in that specific that specific advertisement. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, more people doing sponsorship is always good for everyone. <laughs> so yeah, hope for more mediums like that. I've definitely, uh, yeah, heard good and, good and not so good reports about ACAST, but I think on the whole they're doing uh, some really interesting stuff and good work. I think they're doing good work and they're keeping up with the technology because that's one of the biggest issues that we have with podcasting is that it's always constantly changing and they're keeping up and pushing others. And I think that's, you know, an important aspect of podcasting in general. Definitely. Okay. So next I kind of wanted to move into my podcasting chronicle that we have each episode where I talk about my podcasting journey and what I have learned in the past week or so. And, um, So this week, it's about scheduling and that I need to just get ahead of it. (laughs) Um, I mean, one of the biggest parts of this podcast is that I have people on here with me every week or every episode. And that means I have to plan ahead and get someone (laughs) scheduled on here. What was the tricky part? (laughs) Tricky part is me figuring out who I would like to have on here because I don't want to come in and automatically go for some of the same people that, you know, are on every other podcast about a podcast. I would love to have, I would love to have people like that on here eventually, but I don't want to come out in the first 10 episodes with people that, you know, they've already been on a podcast about a podcast and they, or they share information that is useful every time. But if I was a normal person, starting my own podcast, I would not have the access to people like, you know, Dave Jackson or Daniel Lewis or anything like that, that a normal podcaster would. So I don't want to be like, hey, obviously, you know, everyone in our company, please come on the podcast. (laughs) Well, I think that's one of the best things about podcasting, though, is that it's still it's still relatively new. It's still, I mean, it's not new in any way. Obviously, it's been around for 10 years. But in terms of mainstream attention, it's Mm -hmm. still relatively new. So you can still ask people if they want to come to the show and it's much more likely to say yes than blogging or video or TV, traditional media, TV, radio, that kind of thing. So yeah. it's always worth asking. I've, I've had some surprising yeses on my show over the years. So I, I found it's always worth the approach at least. Yeah, I'm just going to feel like I'm just going to take my time, you know, try to space it out in terms of the scheduling. Well, the other reason that I've been thinking about it more is because of the holidays and that we are... This we're recording a little early simply because I'm going on vacation in December. <laughs> so when this is released, I will not be here. <laughs> I will not be at work. Yeah. <laughs> so it's figuring out things like that and then working around Christmas and New Year's and, you know, getting into the next year. So, yes, holiday periods are always a bit tricky. And uh, 
I, I think people who say that they podcast every single week, that's a great ambition to shoot for, but mm -hmm. I really don't see any trouble in taking a week off over Christmas or anything like that. There's some people that say that they have to keep going over Christmas and nothing else will do, but give yourself a holiday. It, it'll be okay. <laughs> I agree. It'll be okay. Take the holiday while you can. So that is my podcasting chronicle for the week uh, for this episode. And uh, the next thing that I wanted to talk about was, you know, the reason why we have you on the podcast today is to go in depth about seasons on PowerPress. So can you yes, talk about indeed. that? So, yeah, I mean, I've been something seasons is something the way that I've podcasted since uh, very early days, actually. And it's kind of due to my background in education. So I started off uh, being a teacher at a college and then working at university and teaching all sorts of different subjects. But the big part of it was learning technology. So it was how to how to teach with technology. And podcasting was a big part of that. And that's how I got into podcasting in the first place. So the very first course that I ever taught around podcasting was a beginner's course, a 10-part series, which took people through uh, every single thing they needed. Well, not every single thing. The, the main things that they needed to know to get right. their first episode out on the airwaves. And this was aimed at lecturers at a university who were quite often not the most technically inclined. <laughs> so it needed to be kept simple. It needed to be kept really easy. Yeah, that's always uh, helpful. And it needed to be kept quite short and succinct too. So I just, being a teacher by background, uh, doing that kind of thing anyway, I just naturally sort of graduated towards treating it like a course, which mm -hmm. seemed to uh, also be a bit like a TV season or a, you know, a, a season of programs and so that's how I ended up with 10 programs that were all right. linked together the first one led to the second one second one led to the third one it was a plan right from the start and therefore I ended up with my 10 episodes which were series one of podcraft and that's the one that's uh, is still there just now actually I've changed mm -hmm. it a few times over the years and actually it could do with an update now um, but it's uh, it's always there as season one and yeah I've just found pod uh, powerpress be to be really useful in getting these seasons out there and helping me to uh, allow people to subscribe to them separately. So uh, do you want me to just jump into the, how I use the category uh, podcasting in particular? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, so uh, for those out there that don't know, you said you talked about category podcasting last time around, mm -hmm. so I don't need to talk about the function as such. Is that right? Yeah, it was kind of deciding which one to use based on what you're trying to do, but mm -hmm. we didn't really bring up seasons at all. Okay, yeah. So, so the way I use it is that, uh, for podcraft for example is my podcast about podcasting um and i try to do it again i try to do it as if i'm a teacher i'm creating a course and therefore each season has a particular uh, aim for them so season one was to get your first episode out season two was to cover all of the elements of podcast equipment season three was to uh, get the best possible podcast website up and running uh, so each season has a sequence that it goes start to finish, but it means that they're also standalone. It means that each season actually has um, its own title and its own aims. Therefore, it can just be taken as an evergreen resource. So I wanted to put them out that way as well. I list them on the website uh, separately so you can click on season three, say, and just see all of the episodes from that season. Mm -hmm. But the great thing about category podcasting and PowerPress is that I can actually create a separate feed. For each of these seasons, I can give it different artwork, I can give it different tags, different categories, all that kind of stuff. And therefore, I can submit it to iTunes as a season. So I actually have 
um, not all of my five seasons separately just now, but I've got, I think, the first three certainly up on iTunes just now as separate podcasts, essentially. And the benefits, I think, there are, well, PowerPress makes it really easy to do that. Benefit is that it brings new people in because it's it's a separate, it's the same content repurposed into a different evergreen resource. Uh, and it has different keywords. So my podcast website's one, for example, people searching for how to create a podcast website or even just how to create a WordPress website find that season all the time. They listen to it, they listen through the whole thing, but then they end up subscribing to the uh, the main feed by the end of it as well because I always put a little episode on the end of the seasons separately that's not in the main feed that just says explains the, the situation I suppose that this right. is just a, a season of a main podcast and if you want to subscribe to the whole podcast then go to podcraft not go <laughs> mess up my own URL podcraft.net forward slash uh, season three and that'll take you to you know, a page for that season which will let you subscribe to the whole thing so right. I find that it's just a really good way to segregate out your content attract different listeners in through uh, different keywords different topics that kind of thing but also just offer it in a different way really think that's something that um, I would appreciate because it's a little overwhelming to just go and pick and choose the episodes that you want sometimes um, if you're trying to go in sequential order and you know you have topics that you are specifically trying to learn more about then I think this is a great idea and um, that people appreciate it and makes it a lot easier to get started yeah well that's I mean that's one of the big problems with the way podcasts are delivered, really. I mean, you, you have somebody that's quite long running, has been doing podcasting for quite a while. They may be up to, you know, two, 300 episodes. Mm-hmm. Somebody finds their show for the first time. It's, it's a pretty big job to look back through that, right. series, that series of 200 odd episodes. It's and an entire find catalog. Say that again, sorry. It's an entire catalog of uh, exactly, episodes yeah. to go through and it's difficult of where to start. Yeah, totally. And it's totally disorganized as well. That's one of the big problems with it, how it's delivered too, because as a, as a teacher, I suppose, I think of things being sequential and building on one another. But the way podcasts are generally done is that you change subject every single week. And therefore, if you try and go back and look at it from a learner's point of view, say, I want to learn everything about uh, podcast equipment. Generally, if it's somebody been going for years, then you'll have to pick and choose and try and find all of these episodes. And there's ways to do it. But if you actually organize it for people, you make their lives easier. Uh, they're going to naturally like you better and, and consume your content more uh, more effectively. So, yeah, there's just I think I think there's better ways to do it the way we're delivering our episodes just now. As podcasting gets more popular, that we're going to see these options and be more adventurous and start doing this. I mean, you've you've been going with this idea since pretty much day one that you said, but that's because of your and that's because you got in when podcasting was just starting and to someone that's starting a podcast now I mean there's so many options of what you can do that sometimes you might just go with what everyone else is doing instead of trying to go against the pack a little bit and you know be a little more creative so the easier the better so that you're not scared to go after go after choices like that yeah, I think it's good as well that like when I was doing my first or second or third season, even mm-hmm. really seasons based podcasting didn't exist as such. There was there were a few people around doing it, obviously, but 
uh, the new crop, obviously, of really highly produced stuff. Like we're just talking about the Emlet Media, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, and they do certainly the startup show is in seasons all the time because it's yep. based around a certain story. So it's good that these really popular podcasts, Serial as well, of course. I mean, Serial's doing it in seasons too. Mm-hmm. It's good that these really popular podcasts are doing it that way and really kind of starting to organise things. Uh, their their episodes into these seasons to make it easier for listeners to go through them and make it more of a an option really and I think they're obviously doing it because they're so highly produced that it's impossible to to create a an ongoing podcast exactly. with that amount of production in them but uh, I hope it makes it more of an option or it makes people think about it certainly even if you're not doing a really highly produced uh, production you know I think sometimes it makes it easier to listen to as well you brought up cereal, and I was just talking to my sister about cereal over Thanksgiving because she asked me, you know, when is it coming back? She wants to listen to it again. And I told her probably in the next month or so. And then she she got excited and said, you know, hopefully it'll be around that we can listen to it when we're traveling for vacation. And then I politely reminded her that when she listened to it last time, all of it was out. And while it's a season and, you know, only like, 10 to 15 episodes that they are still released each week. Yes. <laughs> and she can't binge listen to it like she did last time unless she waits around until. Yeah, not unless she saves up. <laughs> exactly. She has to save up for it. That I feel like is kind of something that people millennial age group definitely do. It's because we all just watch things on Netflix and we binge watch and binge listen to things. So yeah, I wouldn't say that you know, people 18 to 25 are the main age group of people listening to podcasts. And it might be because it's a weekly thing and we don't necessarily do weekly things. We, we go after multiple episodes at the same time. Yeah. Well, see, it's an interesting point because the reason that people binge listen to, uh, well, serial or they binge watch things on Netflix, that type of thing, is because it is a series, because things are linked together, exactly. because there's cliffhangers at the end of every episode and it continues, mm-hmm. as opposed to the standard default podcast method, which is to uh, do something different every single week, which really doesn't lend itself to making somebody come back week after week. Whereas if you actually think about a sequence of things, if you think about, even if it's not lessons, you're not in, you're not teaching you're entertaining or if you're informing there's ways to tie together like a series of four or five episodes so that somebody goes oh that was really a good episode i'm gonna listen to the next one because not just because i like the listener sorry the host because i want to hear the next part of this uh, this material or this information or whatever so there's uh, yeah it's another benefit of inf- of uh, series-based podcasting that uh, you know creates more loyal listeners that come back again and again it does so i'm interested to see how it's going to develop over time all right well thanks for bringing that up for power press no problem at all and the last bit of news that we have for today is about a podcasting application called fable and on this app you are able to not only listen to podcasts but also record as well so colin have you ever used an application like that I haven't. No, I was surprised when you told me about it beforehand because it feels like somebody, well, crossing two different target markets, which is generally a bad idea for any kind of business. Yeah. Uh, you either you want to know exactly who you're targeting, and uh, I suppose, well, I suppose in a way, anyone who creates podcasts is probably going to be a listener as well, aren't they? So maybe there is an argument to have the listening app in there with the creation app as well, but I'm not. I'm not sure. I feel like. 
I feel like they'd be better concentrating on one and sticking to doing that really well. I'm not sure. What do you think? I kind of agree. I've I've never used an application um, on my phone to record a podcast or I don't know if I would even suggest it. I would have to try all of them out. Uh, but I mean, I know that there are applications that it's you solely use them to record. And I've always thought that was a better idea because sound is all you've got with a podcast unless you're doing a video podcast. And I don't exactly know if I would trust a phone to give me the results that I wanted. Yeah. So that would be one of my hesitations, but I, but I agree why it could be a great app. I haven't tried it out yet or even really looked at it, but I'm, I would be more, more inclined to look at one that sticks to one format. Yeah. It's dedicated. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I would trust it more. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, and I feel like there, it'd be good to have, I mean, there's some great apps out there that let you record a podcast and post it. I mean, uh, stuff like, like Boss Jock is an excellent app that mm-hmm. lets you record and edit on your mobile device. Um, and there's no no doubt that there's room for more of those. Just make it really easy, really accessible for people to, to record a podcast. I mean, the people, people that we work with and helping them record to create podcasts, our clients in podcasting, they... The big problem they always have is the sustainability. It's mm-hmm. the it's getting it out week after week, and I'm always working with people to try and un- uncomplicate their setup. People always come in and say, "Right, I've seen this new mic, I've seen this new mixer, I want to get this." And I'm like, "No, don't make it worse. Don't make it harder." It, uh, it works the, the way it is. It. Yeah, exactly. It's always shiny, shiny object syndrome. But yes. the harder you make it, the harder you make it to record an episode. Um, and even if it does raise the quality, raise the, uh, you know, the options you have, all that kind of stuff, even if that all happens, it still makes it harder and it still makes it more likely that you're going to miss a week because you just don't have time to set up and record that episode. So if there's apps that are coming out that make it easier for people that they can just pull out their phone, they could just record something in five minutes, 10 minutes, and it's posted automatically, then I think that's good. Yeah. And I think they're, uh, they have another benefit to this app is that you can automatically post your recording to Twitter and Facebook. Okay, so yeah, some good uh, social marketing just as standard. Exactly. And I believe that you can also edit it, add in some other tracks as well. So it seems a little extensive on a phone, but if it works, (laughs) it works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think there's going to be more and more of this kind of stuff coming out, isn't there? Uh, With more money coming into podcasting, so talking about Gimlet, getting more investment, um, great conferences like podcast movement coming out drawing more people into the uh, legitimizing the medium I mean, it just means that there's more and more money coming into it too uh, i remember out at um, podcast movement this year actually i remember where you guys were set up next to a bunch of new apps that probably didn't even exist the, yeah. the year before that wasn't it um, we were. so it's uh, it's obvious that there's a lot of people getting into this medium now and that's i mean that's a good thing for us more more toys to play with <laughs> as more come out we see what stands out and what works best and you know some fall to the wayside and some come out strong with more and more money put into it more more money is not a bad thing it makes it makes a lot of things better yes <laughs> so <laughs> well it certainly brings more uh, more legitimate companies or people invest more in it and it makes higher quality products for all of us to use exactly yeah so i'm curious to see how how that app is going to do and if it actually gains a lot of i don't know what do you yeah. say download users users yeah. for it then it you know 
got good quality. Yeah. I mean, for sure, on the other side, there's room certainly for better listener apps as well. Uh, I've got a few favorites that I listen to. In fact, I'm trying to go through as many different listener apps as I can just now, just to get a good idea Mm -hmm. of how they all work and do a good sum up article on it at some point in the future. Um, And it does surprise me how some of them are very well developed, really nice UI, but just all these little things, little niggles that it's almost as if... Yeah, it's almost as if the people that create the apps, create the listener apps, don't actually use them to listen to podcasts. <laughs> they don't. There's just these little things that uh, you imagine if they used them themselves, that they, they wouldn't be like that. <laughs> I know. It's just you get lost in all the features available, and then you kind of sit there thinking, okay, I want one feature that you don't have, and yet you have seven that I actually don't need. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the one I'm testing just now, all I want to be able to do is add a blooming track to my playlist so that I can listen to it next. Yeah. And it's just, it's like three clicks to get to adding to my next playlist and you have to choose. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's a pain. It just gets <laughs> to be a little too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what is one that you, uh, that you do like to use? Well, probably the one that I like the best is Beyond Pod. I'm an okay. Android user, so mm-hmm. I, I have tried quite a lot for Android. I'm trying Pocket Casts at the moment because that's one of the most popular ones out there. It and is. it's not one I had tried before. So that's, that was one of the reasons that spurred on my uh, try out some different apps. But Beyond Pod was my, my first ever one. And I've actually, I've not found an app that has the same balance of tools and customizability uh, mm-hmm. as Beyond Pod so far. So it still leads in my opinion. <laughs> I have, um, I haven't really tried beyond pod i did try pocket cast over the summer and i i liked it a lot it was just i remember lots of color yes it's very pretty (laughs) it's very pretty and i think sometimes i turn into you know a kid and just got distracted with the colors and more so (laughs) finding shows than actually listening to them yes yeah We'll see. It's well. I'll I'll admit it's uh, Pocket Cast that I'm talking about when I mean the the playlist issues, because I just find that it's it's a pain to try and add things to a playlist in Pocket Cast. You have to create your own playlist in the first place, and then to add an episode to it, you have to either you can't just add it straight from the listing of episodes. You have to either long click and then say add to playlist, and then choose the playlist to add it to. Uh, whereas you can go into an episode, if you go right into the sort of depths of an episode and see the descriptions and all that, you can add to it from there, but it's just not as simple. Whereas with Beyond Pod, for example, you can, uh, if you click on a podcast, you see all of the episodes. If there's a new episode you want to add to a playlist, all you do is click it once uh, and then you can do a, an add playlist and it adds it to, you know, your your current playlist. So it's, it just makes it a lot easier. But they, they all have their pros and cons. And yeah, there's definitely room to be uh, improved on a lot of them though. Yeah, they all have pros and cons, and sometimes I forget how each one of them is different, and I have to like remind, I have to get used to it for a second before I find out what's going on, <laughs> and when I bounce back and forth from all of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There is definitely not a, there are, there are enough to choose from if you want to listen, have a playlist, record, what have you, you will find something that works. Yeah, plenty of them out there. Yep. Okay. Well, Colin, that is all we have for this PowerPress episode. Is there anything else that you wanted to uh, bring up for today? No, that sounds good to me. That was, uh, yeah, had fun. Thanks for getting me on. Yeah, uh, we would love to have you back on sometime again. Anytime, anytime. Just give me a shout. Okay. Thanks, guys. Uh, Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes. And if you can, and if you are a PowerPress user, 
please go on to uh, WordPress and give us a review for PowerPress as well. We will be back in two weeks. And thanks for listening, guys.